to the red, white, and truth. Mike Crispy here joining you on this beautiful March 10th. And what a time it is. I think it's a pretty historic time in our country. Why? Because all of the sudden, we have simultaneously, miraculously, by the grace of God, coincidentally, ended the great COVID plague and World War III is coming at the exact same time. Maybe that's all a coincidence, or maybe it's all exactly how they want it to be. Good morning, everybody. I appreciate everybody who is joining us on Getter, Rumble, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and brand new PPN, Patriot Podcast Network. Shout out to PPN's Alan Jacoby for having us on his platform. Go check it out. If you got a Roku TV, go search Patriot Podcast Network. I like that, PPN, right now. And check it out. Got some great content on there. And, of course, yours truly coming to you live with Frankie uh, in studio. Producer Frankie up early in the morning at 4 o'clock getting the show ready. What is going on, Frankie? Um, So, like I said... I think it's a really historic time right now. I think that everybody, as we are coming into this spring, as we are in year three, I believe it is now, on Stop the Spread. Is it year three, Frankie? Year three? I believe year, I year, believe this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. year this, three? Is, this is actually happening. Year three of Stop the Spread. I want you guys to know that, miraculously, as Joe Biden's first year comes to a close, as the disaster for the everyday working man and woman continues to exacerbate we want you to know that the media is telling us you don't have to be afraid anymore. Why? Not because anything's changed, but because the media says so. Frankie, roll the clip. To lift its vaccine mandate. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is pushing ahead with an end to almost all restrictions to contain the virus. In Alberta, people are waking up to a very new reality, one without vaccine passports. The mandates that help slow the spread are coming to an end in New York. Well, customers dining in Minneapolis and St. Paul will no longer need to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. We're announcing today My favorite that we, we, will, we will remove the indoor mask mandate uh, and the vaccine requirement for certain public locations. Oh, thank you, Lori. Prime Minister thank you, Lori Lightfoot. Oh, it's over. It's over. Hey, everybody. It's over because they told you it's over. It's funny, there's nothing that's changed on the science. You know, the great scientific, uh, you know, uh, expert, the great political expert, Lori Lightfoot, who probably isn't qualified to run a McDonald's in Southside Chicago, is telling us that she, as the imperial ruler, or is, or is it an it, Frankie? What is Lori Lightfoot? Nobody really knows. Gremlin, but I believe. A gremlin, genderless gremlin is telling us that it's over. And all of these world leaders, all the World Economic Forum, NATO-loving, EU apologists are telling us, oh, no, 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 it's over now. And nothing has changed in the science. And the unfortunate thing about this is, is that people, after three years, are not going to say, how the hell did this happen? Why did we sacrifice our freedoms? But they're going to say, oh, thank God I got my freedoms back. This is so great. I'm so glad the government is allowing me to have my rights back. I'm so glad that these unelected bureaucrats like Fauci have all of a sudden disappeared. Little Fauci. Okay, hard to find to begin with. You need a microscope to find him. But now he's disappeared completely. And Michelle Walensky is now in the... For you notice Fauci all of a sudden 
doesn't talk anymore, Frankie. I guess the limelight, uh, you know, kind of like dried up on him. So now, like, he has to send out Walensky because he doesn't need to be in the public spotlight anymore. He was paid off to do his thing, be the figure, be this, you know, voice that was propped up. And I always say, watch out for who the media props up. And we're going to get to that in a second, talking about what's going on in Ukraine. But Rochelle Walensky wants you to know that actually, again, let's talk about science here. Why is this over? Rochelle Walensky wants you to know that the vaccines, uh, maybe they weren't as effective as people made them out to be when they were literally pummeling you, beating you down, making you show your papers to get into restaurants because of this almighty vaccine. Frankie, roll this quite bizarre clip from Rochelle Walensky. Well, you know, I think I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came that it was 95 percent effective on the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when, when you know, mm -hmm. oh, this vaccine's gonna work. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it'll work, it'll wear off. Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the Oh, wait, it's Rochelle Walensky admitting that maybe, just maybe, all of the mandates and scientific requirements and everything that your brilliant leaders in your big cities, your qualified, smart, for the people leaders were telling you to do. Maybe it was all a bunch of bullshit. And it is such a shame that the people aren't saying, wow, why did we listen to these buffoons? We need to make sure this never happens again. But on cue, as the pandemic, it's just such a coincidence that as this quote unquote pandemic is ending, that World War III is beginning, okay? Because the people, maybe, just maybe, they were starting to become so sick of it that at the ballot boxes, as 2022 is coming, maybe, just maybe, they would have said, you know what, I'm not voting for these demented sociopaths anymore. So they know, listen, it's such an insult to the people that they know that as long as they can manipulate the media cycle and change the news story, that they will continue to get the votes of the masses. That's how little they think of you. That's how little they think of you. And it's unfortunate because many people said, oh, they'll continue this up until the midterms, until it's not popular anymore. And then they'll do exactly what they need to do to rally support around the weakest commander in chief in the history of the world. Yes, the history of the world. And that is start a foreign conflict and have all the media puppets push a narrative to get all the sheep to believe something. It's pretty incredible. But what makes it really funny is when the tip of the spear, the implanted president, the head of the regime in name only, Joe Biden, says stuff like this. Big problems on our hand. Vladimir Putin is on the loose. And here's what he's up to. Frankie. To the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia. Nothing like this has happened since World War II. Nothing, How do we get to the like place this has where... Happened. Nothing like this has happened. Yes, the president is invading his own country. This is so terrible. Let's send in the tanks. Let's send in the National Guard. Let's mobilize NATO for it. Isn't this incredible? But Joe Biden continues to say gaffes like this. Joe Biden, I guarantee it. 
Ike, let's be serious. If you put a map in front of Joe Biden, could he point out the Ukraine at this stage of his life? Could he do it? I don't think he can. I don't think he can do it. And I think all the people, when Donald Trump was up for election, everyone said, oh, you know, these are... These are crazy people running the show. We need the adults back in charge. We need to restore all of the MBA, graduate school, do-nothing flunky wonks back into the White House. That's going to be the solution. All of the people who worked at think tanks and super PACs and went to Ivy League schools, those are the people that are going to restore civility because those are the people that are surrounding this decrepit nursing home patient in the White House who literally just said on the world stage that Vladimir Putin invaded his own country. And he continues to do this, and it's insane how the media never, could you imagine, I always say it, could you imagine if Donald Trump got up there and said this? Wall-to-wall coverage. Donald Trump's mental state is deteriorating. We are about to be in World War III as the President of the United States doesn't know that Vladimir Putin is actually the President of Russia. He has dementia. He must be cognitively tested immediately. That's what they'd be saying. We all know it. But the incredible thing about the narrative of the adults being back in charge is that the foreign policy is not that complicated. Sorry, people. Sorry, think tanks. Sorry, politicians. It's actually quite easy. And it really upsets all of the career bureaucrats that this type of talk is literally all it takes to maintain stability. This is a hilarious clip. This is Donald Trump talking to John Daly, the golfer, about what he would have done if he was the president during this. And newsflash, it's this simple. This is all you actually need to do. Frankie, roll the clip. Oh, man. I miss him. No. No, it's funny. John Daly's out of the It's funny how she didn't bother you either. Yeah, no, she didn't bother me. I told him the same thing. That'll be next. Yeah. All right. That. How great is that? Did the media show you that? Wall-to-wall coverage. How do we stop it? How do we stop it? President Trump literally just said... If we told Putin that we would bomb Moscow and there was a 5% chance he would believe it, that'd be enough for him not to do anything. Oh, there you go. MBA graduate foreign policy think tank experts surrounding Joe Biden. Oh, my goodness. Wow, what an immature statement, says the think tank flunkies. Yeah, much better to do what we're doing right now. Much better to have weak, limp-wristed diplomacy. Good job. It really is incredible, though. And I mean, this goes to show you, you know, President Trump was the only president. What a coincidence. The only president that wasn't picked. Okay, the only president that wasn't part of this new world order ushering in. Okay, the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas, the only president to break that mold was the only president who started no new foreign conflict. What a coincidence, Frankie. It's almost like they want these foreign conflicts to happen to continue to reshape the world and the country as we know it. So, you know, this is a really interesting clip, okay? This is uh, from the state, I believe this is leaked audio from the State Department. Um, you will never see this uh, on 
television. This, this is leaked audio from the State Department. You, this blew my mind. This, was, so this is mind. these are State Department officials talking about foreign countries like they're like the government officials are little chess pieces. This is the reality of the situation. It's all a stage. And unfortunately, the deep state, and again, the deep state is no is no conspiracy. The deep state are the career bureaucrats who have way too much power that they were never intended to have. This is what they're doing with the foreign governments, moving them around like chess pieces. And then all of a sudden we're in a foreign conflict. Hmm, peculiar. Frankie, roll this bizarre footage. Listen to this. It's pretty absurd. Uh, I think we're in play. Um, the the uh, Klitschko piece is obviously the complicated electron here, um, especially the announcement of him as deputy prime minister. And, and you've seen some of my notes on the troubles in the marriage right now so we're trying to get a read really fast on where he is on this stuff hmm. but i think your argument to him which you'll need to make i think that's the next phone call we want to set up is exactly the one you made to to yachts and I, i'm glad you sort of put him on the spot on where he fits in this scenario and i'm very glad he said what he said in response good so uh i don't think cleach should go into the government i don't think it's necessary i don't think it's a good idea Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you think what in terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and do his political homework and stuff. I'm just thinking in terms of sort of the process moving ahead, we want to keep the moderate Democrats together. The problem is going to be Tony Boak and his guys. And, you know, I'm sure that's part of what Yanukovych is calculating on all of this. Um, I'm kind I, I, of... I just I think Yatz is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's he's the guy, you know. <laughs> All right, so we, we see what we see. So is it this is it? Be talking to them is this the? Week, you know. Sorry. Is this the? Um, is this the NFL draft? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what's going on? This is the this is the State Department draft. We're gonna put this guy in this position, and this guy ran a faster forty yard dash. This guy has the experience in this category, so let's stick him here, and let's make this guy the opposition leader. Get out of here! It's all a bunch of bullshit. It's so fake, it's so phony. None of this is real. Why is the media parroting unison coalescing around this narrative? That, oh, Zelensky's a hero. Here's my take on it. And people are asking me about this a lot. And I'm very clear cut on this matter. Nobody's good. Russia's not good. Ukraine's not good. Guess what? Newsflash, people. You're allowed to believe that neither country is good. And the USA shouldn't take a side in it. Period. So that's a, I'm not a Russian apologist. Neither side is good. Zelensky's a piece of shit. And so is Putin. They all are. It's like, wow, what a concept. Why can't we say that? Oh, no, no. Because for the stage that we're creating, we have to create this, this, this storyline, this movie-like storyline of good versus evil. It's all fake. So it's really incredible. Speaking of fake news, um, you know, Fox News has obviously slipped a little bit in recent time, right, Frankie? Would you say so? They have. Um, but this was a rare uh, nugget of truth. As Fox is, is doing the whole Ukraine apology thing, uh, parroting and going in unison, which I, I don't understand why, uh, with the exception of Tucker, they are simping for Ukraine. When again, I'm not saying we're taking the side of Russia. I'm not saying that Russia's good or what they're doing. But I'm just saying there's a lot of propaganda on both sides and that Ukraine isn't good and Russia isn't good. And the USA doesn't need to have a side. Our side should be not spilling our blood on the battlefield and using our strength to maintain order 
and we can do that without one troop having to go in, without wasting another dollar of the trillions of fake dollars we're printing, almost literally printing money at a rate that we want to be like Venezuela, right? It's almost as if they want us to be like that, right? Hmm, interesting. I want to roll this clip of Fox News. Very rare. This is a guest. I love this guy. Listen to him. He kind of kind of sums it up pretty nicely, okay? They don't show this perspective on CNN or anywhere else, and I guarantee they won't have this guy back on Fox. Frankie, roll the clip. The first five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, they've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. Uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. And uh, quite frankly, Look most of what comes out of Ukraine <laughs> is debunked as lies within 24 to 48 hours. You can tell hours. the producers like The notions off. of well, taking and retaking so airfields, sad. all of this is nonsense. It hasn't happened. He's not a, a hero when he's standing up for himself and his <laughs> own people. He's not a hero. He's a hero. He's not a hero. No, I, I do not. I don't see anything heroic about the man. And I think the most heroic thing that he can do right now is to come to terms with reality neutralize Ukraine. <clears throat> this is not a bad thing. A neutral Ukraine would be good for us as well as for Russia. It would create the buffer that, frankly, both sides want. But he's, I think, being told to hang on. All right. And, and try to drag this and out, then he goes, which is tragic oh, for the people. At the end, Varney goes, oh, we, we, we disagree on that. We disagree on that. What? A, okay. So that is an adult Okay, so the same pe these are the people that were working for President Trump. The same people tell you, oh, the adults are in the room. Oh, Ukraine, Zelensky. Oh, my God, he's a hero. He's a hero. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't Zelensky like a comedian or like a, a small-time actor before he became the president? What a joke. He's a puppet, okay? Putin isn't good. Zelensky isn't good. There is a peaceful solution. You literally heard, that, heard it outlined there by a smart guy. But nobody wants that because that's not good for... I don't know, the Democrats taking the midterms, fooling the sheep, and continuing to usher in the systematic change that will destroy the great America we've known and loved. This is what it's all about, people. This is what it's all about. So when you see people on the news media wince about a perspective that is, I would say that guy's a pretty smart guy. And then you see folks on the right, the puppets on the right, the Kinzingers of the world, post stuff like this on Twitter. Frankie, pull this up. This is a tweet from Adam Kinzinger. He, Adam Kinzinger posted this, and this was making the rounds on social media. This image. You know what this is? And by the way, the Ukraine flag pin. Shame on McCarthy, by the way. Uh, shame on McCarthy, the minority leader, for replacing his USA flag pin with a Ukrainian flag pin. What the fuck was that? I'm just saying it. That's disgusting. Never, ever, ever should a U.S. politician wear the flag of another country. What the hell is going on? That's some globalism bullshit right there. I'm sorry. 
That is the most unacceptable thing I've ever seen. And what's even more unacceptable are members of Congress, U.S. members of Congress, putting out propaganda like this when a simple debunked fact check me, says that this is from 2000, 2016. Well, let me just say, yes, as, Frank, as, a, as a Photoshop expert, <laughs> this I mean, fake. there's there's look at the people waving on the tank. I mean, there and look at the green around these these children i mean this isn't real this is all okay this is a great point by producer frankie here photoshop and graphics expert you see how great the show is produced <laughs> this is fake picture i mean i can't i can't confirm it but i could tell you it doesn't look i've, I've seen more legit it does pictures it does look life. really fake it does look really it does it's look bad. super fake it I, <laughs> it's bad <laughs> it's almost too perfect the way that they stage it up there yeah, what like, what look, are look at, look at the smoke in the back. I mean, that doesn't happen. Yes, <laughs> that, and where like, are they? They're just, and some little kids are just standing there randomly. That photographer would win so many awards. I mean, so this is this is all bullshit. But but the this is just one example of many. We can do a whole show about it of propaganda that's being spread. Okay, propaganda that's being spread to say, oh, you know, the USA must sympathetically, you know, stand with Ukraine. No offense or buts about it. We need to provoke Russia into global conflict. Because Russia doesn't go along with this world, uh, you know, this uh, Great Reset stuff that the other countries go along with. And again, I don't think Russia's good. But I think that making Russia the boogeyman has always been. Look back on it. Before Russia was doing a damn thing, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all these people made out Russia to be the world boogeyman. When really Russia is not a threat because their GDP and their capabilities as a country are so beneath countries like China, but we don't worry about China and we are hostile towards Russia all the time. Now, I want to roll another thing. You could call this propaganda in its own right. This is the other side. Again, I want to show here, and again, I'm not taking aside Russia, Ukraine, but I want to show that there's so much propaganda on both sides. Why isn't the media dissecting this and then giving us their take with all the millions and billions of dollars they have to produce their shows and do their research, right? They have millions and billions more than RWT, okay, this show. Why aren't they doing research to validate or debunk what media is saying? So you see the Ukraine stuff. We see the Ukraine uh, simping that goes on. All the media, it's almost BLM reminiscent, the way that they are in lockstep. It's almost like when the George Floyd thing was wall-to-wall -wall coverage. It's almost like the Ukraine sympathy stuff is wall-to-wall -wall coverage. And again, again, I'm not taking Ukraine side, not taking Russia side, but this is the Russian side, okay? And this is kind of funny to me because it's almost propaganda in its own right. Frankie, roll this clip. This is from RT News, okay? And this is Russia's side, okay? Propaganda, real, let's see. ...now is the humanitarian situation in Ukraine. The fighting there has severely disrupted supply chains and people are finding it difficult to find food. So here in Crimea, uh, efforts are being made to supply people who desperately need that food with various canned foods as well as sugar, salt, buckwheat, the essentials to see them through the worst of the fighting. In all, more than 100 tons of desperately needed food, the delivery of which has fallen on Russia's emergency services. At stake are not only people's lives, but the goodwill of the population. The city of Melitopol, population 100,000. It was liberated by Russian troops largely without a fight. It is deemed somewhat safe and is the first destination for these humanitarian aid trucks out of Crimea.
I don't know why I think it's so funny. It's just like, here's the situation. It's very safe. It's very good. The food is on the way. Look, this is excellent. <laughs> it's like, I don't believe any of it, okay? I don't believe any of it. I mean, I don't know. Frank. That thing went on and on, by the way, that uh, RT news clip. So it's like, that's Russia. And by the way, people are saying, you know, in some of the cases, like, they're showing the footage on the ground in Ukraine. And they're like, oh, this is a war zone. And, like, the people are, like, walking to school and walking to that. And then you see, like, things getting bombed and cities getting, you know, perfectly bombed for the cameras or whatever. And, you know, Russia says, this is great. This is good. Everyone's happy. It's like, I don't think either. I don't think either is the case. Yeah. And and not to say, like, obviously, not to say nothing's going on over there and that there aren't lives being lost. But it just doesn't it doesn't add up like having footage of the leader on the ground with guns. It's just it's too perfect. Nothing. None of this adds up. OK, so I believe that. Again, Russia is engaged in propaganda. It's almost kind of laughable when they do that RT thing. Everything is great. It's on the ground. And then when Ukraine, everyone simps for Ukraine like BLM. All bullshit, people. Let's call spade a spade. But no one wants to say that on the mainstream media because that wouldn't be a nice sellable headline to rally support around Joe Biden because everyone knows when there's foreign conflict and the USA is involved, somehow the sheep and the masses buy into that when they should be saying no more troops getting their blood spilled on the foreign battlefields. But if you ask the puppets like Zelensky, he's really mad. Wow, Zelensky. By the way, I think Zelensky's getting a taste for how these liberals work. Oh, oh, they weren't. They didn't keep their word, Zelensky. They didn't keep their word, you little puppet, that, you know, people wouldn't come in and do your work and we would send in the troops. Zelensky's getting a taste, a dose of reality here of what it's like to work with these psychopaths. Okay. This is a very angry Zelensky. Why is he angry? Oh, because the USA isn't sending in troops here. Frankie, roll the clip. Окупантах, але відповідальність. Відповідальність за це і на тих, хто вже 13 днів не може ухвалити. Десь там, на заході, десь там в кабінетах, очевидно, необхідне рішення на тих, хто досі не убезпечив українське небо від російських вбивців. Кто не врятував наши места от авиаударов, от этих бомб, ракет, хотя может. 13 дней, когда мы слышим только обещанки. 13 дней, когда нам говорят, что ось-ось будет помощь в небе. Будут летаки, нам их передадут. Я right, буду звертатись so безпосередньо Зел... до народов Зеленский, pretty I, I like the it's almost it's almost made for tv it's almost like made for a movie it's almost like Zelensky was an actor before he became the president interesting uh you have those very angry Zelensky there saying why isn't the usa stopping the genocide by sending in troops and helping us like they promised they would and the eu and that mm, maybe it's because i don't know you can't trust any of these people to keep their word. So you see the show going on there, okay? You see the show going on there. Zelensky's mad that the USA will not get involved in a conflict where both sides suck, okay? That's the RWT hot take. You won't hear that anywhere else. But you know what the USA is interested in here? The USA props up 
uh, countries like Ukraine. You literally heard the proof of them doing that. The the USA makes countries like Russia the boogeyman. You literally have heard that for years and years and years. But it's all about a domestic plan. It's all about a systematic takeover of the United States of America. And it's almost as if since Joe Biden has come into office, since they wrangled power and stole power away from President Trump when they did what they did in the 2020 election, we all know it. I mean, what do you expect? Okay, from an illegitimate election, what to happen? We all know that they would put their foot in the ground and do everything they can as fast as they can to change this country forever. So what do you need to do? We've talked on the show how they're systematically changing the country, lockdowns, passports, databases, people go along with it. They can shut your business at will. Now they're doing all this tracking and, and monitoring of people. We see that. We also see the... Uh, fact that now in our supply chain, food costs more because of COVID mandates. And, you know, that's the reason why they blame the shortage of workers on the COVID stuff. And people are out of work because they're getting handed government money, the breadcrumbs to survive. And inherently, most people in the population are kind of, you know, just lazy. Hate to say it, but it's true. It's easier to sit at home and make money than actually do a job. So we've conditioned society to be lazy. We've put masks on children to dumb them down. So when they get older, they're not going to be as productive and as impactful in society, making it easier for the leaders to control. It's almost as if it was all planned. It's almost as if if you wanted to destroy the country in the name of the flu, this is what you would do. Not protect the vulnerable, not protect the elderly, but blanket wipe the population clean for the way they lived in 2019-18. And now they're going for the jugular. They're going for the gas prices and the energy. On the first day of Joe Biden's administration, let me ask you this. If Russia was such a big, nasty, boogeyman threat, Putin was the devil. Would they have stopped the Keystone Pipeline? You think maybe that would have been a bigger uh, threat to our country than, uh, I don't know, climate change? These are the adults. Oh, no, climate change is so much is so much worse than Vladimir Putin. But then on the other hand, oh, Vladimir Putin is the biggest threat to the world uh, that we ever know it. And we're going to approve the Nord Stream Pipeline that goes to Russia and Germany. And we're going <laughs> to... We're going we're gonna to allow Russia and Germany to do that, but we're going to shut it down in the United States. And simultaneously, Putin is the boogeyman. The only person who called us out was Donald Trump in a clip that I showed on this show last year of him and NATO that made no headlines on the media. But here's Jem Psaki, poop, hook, line, sinker on cue, blaming the problem that gas prices are skyrocketing. Again, food prices have jacked up because of an artificially created supply chain crisis. Again, artificially created. And now... The gas prices, this is where you really do your damage. Here's Jim Psaki talking about who's to blame. If gas is going up, is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine, and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. Oh, wow. Oh, it's all, it's all Vladimir Putin's fault. It's almost like the playbook that they've been running for the last decade to blame Vladimir Putin for everything is coming true. No, 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 Joe. Again, not saying Vladimir Putin's a good guy, but you know who's a very bad guy, even worse, is a guy like Joe Biden because they're doing this on purpose, people. They're doing it on purpose. I hate to break it to you. 
and they're using this Ukraine-Russia thing as a distraction to distract you from how they are taking away what you've known and loved in your way of life, and they're never gonna give it back to how it was under President Trump. Period. Full stop. Here's Justin Trudeau talking about the Ukraine situation, all of a sudden weaving in things about the way that people exercise free speech. World Club Frankie. To a moment that, quite frankly, we've seen coming. Over the past oh, years, his voice just we've makes talked about it in, in, in the news, what not just fuck, about Ukraine, but about democracies around the world, that we see a bit of a slippage, a slippage in our democracies. Countries turning towards slightly more authoritarian leaders. Countries allowing increasing misinformation and disinformation to be shared on social media, turning people against the values and the principles of democracy. Oh, the so misinformation on social media, the misinformation, the disinformation. It's almost as if this coordinated attack on free speech uh, is a way, is a byproduct of what they're doing. It is, we're going to change these things. We're going to distract you over here. And if anybody points it out, that's misinformation, disinformation. It's funny. If you said anything about the COVID vaccine last year, you were labeled the misinformation, disinformation. They deplatform you, demonetize you, do all these things, take your bank accounts away. And then Rochelle Walensky gets up there the other day and says what we showed earlier in the show about how, oh, maybe the vaccine wasn't so effective. And if you would have said that last year, you were a disinformationist. And now Trudeau is saying, oh, no, no, that's that's contributing. To the problem. They want you silenced. They want their narrative pushed. They want you to be poorer and weaker and have less buying power and less freedoms and like it. And they want to create a situation where they are the moral good and everybody who doesn't agree with them is the moral bad. So I want to put this on the screen here because if you want to talk more about Vladimir Putin, okay, here's stuff out of Vladimir Putin again. This is not a Vladimir Putin apology show, but this is just to show you that when you don't go along with these people, okay, these globalist, demented sociopaths, and you say things like this, they're not going to like you. Why doesn't Joe Biden say things like this? Frankie puts it on the screen here. Why doesn't he say things like this? This is pretty sensible and logical. Do people show this side? Where is journalism showing all sides? Putin describes transgender rights as a crime against humanity. As the West tries to destroy gender identity, literally, outwardly, and obviously destroying gender identity, why aren't they saying that? Again, let's be objective. Is Vladimir Putin right here? Absolutely. The transgender movement to destroy women from competing in sports and to confuse kids and to have Rachel Randy Levine, the health secretary up there, Talking about children getting hormone blockers. They want to change their gender before they hit puberty. Is that any worse or any better than what Vladimir Putin says and does? Absolutely it is. None of these people are good. That's the point of the show. Okay? They're all trash. All of these leaders pushing their agenda. And that is something there that clearly flies in the face of the moral good. The Justin Trudeau's of the world. Okay. And then you have the Soros factor. Okay. Frankie, put this on the screen here. This is the Soros factor. And this is George Soros, 
who is terrible, who should be condemned by the entire world. Why is Russia one of the only countries calling out George Soros? I'm just stating facts here, people. And anytime you want to criticize George Soros, everyone says, what do they say, Frankie? What do they say when you criticize George Soros? You are uh, you are uh, uh, anti-Jewish. You're anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. Right? Yeah. You know what's funny? Is that most of the Jewish population, the Orthodox Jewish population, they are are conservative and they understand what is going on and they understand that George Soros infusing billions of dollars into our political system through shady dark money interests to elect districts attor- district attorneys who do what they do in Wisconsin okay we've seen the things with Kenosha we've seen the radicals who are getting out of jail on uh, zero bail and running their cars through crowds we I forget what that guy's name was Frankie do you remember him remember we put that on our show um but this is George Soros destabilizing the West, okay? It is a fact that groups linked back to him and the money linked back to him are having exorbitant influences in our local elections from the ground up, and that is the Democrats' plan. It's always been their plan to rebuild America, reimagine America. We need to reimagine America. Constitution's not good enough, says these psychopaths. And they take money from the Soros groups, And then they get into office and they push ideology that flies in the face of American values. Period. Fact. End of discussion. That is what they're doing. So why isn't every world leader calling that out? This isn't how society was supposed to be. So again, not saying Russia's good, but I'm saying they're pointing out things that are good. And Trudeau and the other people claim the moral high ground, but they're not good. This is why President Trump was the best president in our lifetime, because he called the spade a spade. He said, this country isn't that great. This country's okay, but they got their problems. This country's a friend, but we got to keep them on their toes. This country's a foe. We're going to be tough on them, but we can work with them. That's real leadership. That's pragmatism. Okay. That's an adult talking. Yes, Frankie. No, it's just funny. I'm I'm checking out the uh, the comment section, and someone was asking, "Oh, did you hear that they uh, took they took out the electricity at Chernobyl?" Because that was some more that was that was circulating the headlines like last night. And I, it's just funny because I watched a documentary on how they protected Chernobyl like the past thirty years, and they basically built like a huge bunker over the whole thing. Wow. Okay, because like you know to to keep all the radiation yeah, from yeah. leaking, all that it's done. It's all finished. And now they're circulating the news like, oh, Russia took out the electricity going to Chernobyl. Now there could be leaks of radiation. It's like it just sounds like a sci-fi. You don't need electricity. It sounds like sci-fi. It sounds like more fear mongering is what it is. Totally. They are they are using every media headline and every puppet media outlet that will report it to take the propaganda. Again, you heard the guy on Fox News say it. Who is retired military, and it's 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 a propaganda on both sides. Okay. Oh my God, Russia! They're unleashing this bio weapon. Mm, reminds me of, but but for COVID, you know, it was a, a bat. They didn't release it. The lab leak theory would have got you banned for the misinformation that Trudeau says is the big threat to the world, right? So Frankie points it out. These things are sci-fi movie bullshit. Yeah, they're like Norway. They said that Norway is uh is like is feeling more uh, radiation and i'm just like oh yeah all these meters are going up more radiation it's like what are you talking about it's not like you unplug something and it just lets out radiation they built a fort over it it's like wow you hear this i mean again it's all guys this is all staged bullshit it's all stagecraft okay 
It's such a shame that the sheep go along with this. But let's listen to a man that the sheep really like. This is Joe Biden again. Everyone goes, oh, Mike, you make fun of Joe Biden. He has a stuttering problem. Oh, Mike, you make fun of Joe Biden. He's he's the restoring civility. He's a smart guy. Listen to Joe Biden when he was actually, you know, had his brains uh, intact. Listen to him talk about Putin and NATO and Russia and all this stuff back in the day. Frankie, roll a clip. An old clip from a very familiar face who doesn't talk anything like this anymore, Joe Biden. I think the one place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission, having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO-Russian, U.S.-Russian relations. And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance were it to be tipped, in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction, I don't mean military, in Russia, it would be that. So the way I look at the calculus here, our conversations have gone off and repeated with Lebanon. It's almost like, uh, Frankie, is Joe Biden right there diagnosing the problem years ago when he actually had half a brain of what would have caused this conflict? And it's almost like they knew it would cause the conflict and they goaded them into the conflict. Hmm? I think so. Is that right? Look, looking, looking that way. Being pretty objective is that it, it's almost as if this puppet president called out years ago when he actually could speak and actually could formulate sentences. It's almost like he called out what would be the reason for the conflict we see today. It's almost like mm, when they know that and they've known that when they get back in power and have absolute power that they would cause that conflict and they would do it for their own gain domestically. And it's almost like the one president who they did not put in there, who was not chosen, said things like this, and they really didn't like it. Here's President Trump talking about energy independence on the world stage and the role of that. Frank, you the clip. Reliance on a single foreign supplier can leave a nation vulnerable to extortion and intimidation. That is why we congratulate European states such as Poland, for leading the construction of a Baltic pipeline so that nations are not dependent on Russia to meet their energy needs. Hmm. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. You could just see they're wow. like, oh Reliance no, he's actually leading. Fo- <laughs> oh my God, he's actually saying the truth. He's actually saying something that flies in the face of their globalist new world order bullshit. He's actually calling out the fact that countries, I don't know, America first, Germany first, Russia first, Brazil first. That's, as Trump would say, that's the way that all countries should be. And then you negotiate in the best interest of your country and form agreements. And that is how the world maintains order. That's how it should be. That's how it is in the private sector, in the real world, and everything, except in government. Why would countries willfully give up their independence? Maybe it's because when they flip the switch and start the conflict and goat this enemy into a conflict, which is what they did, knowing it would happen. We literally just showed how Joe Biden knew that if this happened, then this conflict would happen. Come on. Then 
people would have to rely on an energy source from now our enemy. We shut that down. It makes the prices go up. We stop the production domestically. Hmm. And you are destroying and tanking an economy intentionally. What a concept. And we're going to talk about it after the break how they're propagandizing that. But before we go to break, I want to roll this clip because in a coincidental turn of events, it's almost as if this is, I don't know, just part of the movie script, part of the story. There is a theory going out there about Ukraine laboratories that are being destroyed. And it's gotten so much traction that now the Biden regime is having to come out and publicly acknowledge it. It was reported by Natalie Winters at the uh, National Pulse, and it's been reported by other outlets. Actually, it's, it's pretty mainstream now. But they are, I don't know, maybe destroying labs in the Ukraine that might have had something to do with everything that's gone on over the past three years. It's almost like that kind of fits perfectly into their puzzle and that if they were planning it, it couldn't have been more scripted. Frankie, roll this. this is a very interesting dialogue here going on. Roll the clip. Recently, the U.S. biological labs in Ukraine have indeed attracted much attention. According to reports, in these facilities, a large quantity of dangerous viruses are stored. Russia has found during its military operations that the U.S. uses these facilities to conduct military plans. According to data released by the U.S., it has 26 labs in Ukraine. Huh. The U.S. has 336 I love labs when they in have 30 female countries under its control. The U.S. has also conducted many biological military activities in Fort Detrick. What is the true intention of the U.S.? What has it done specifically? The international community has long held doubts. Once again, we urge the U.S. to give a full account of its biomilitary activities at home and abroad and accept multilateral verification. Wow. Wow. Is that crazy or what? That's wild. And that is, and that is now gaining traction. The fact that our leaders colluding, and many of them, it's the case, colluding with China. Okay, because that's what they do. They all take money from China, and that has been outed and exposed, but nobody in the mainstream media talks about it, except for certain patriotic outlets. And now you see they're destroying laboratories in Ukraine, so much so that now everybody, Kirby, the spokesperson of the Pentagon, everyone's coming out and denying it outwardly. That's how you know it's true. So think about that when we go to break. You destroy the country abroad. You destroy these labs. You create this conflict to rally the support of the sheep. You point out the fact that this conflict would have happened, literally Joe Biden saying it 20 years ago, that this would happen if you provoke Russia like this. You cut off energy independence in the United States. Then you have to rely on the country that now we're stopping exports from. And they're the boogeyman, but they're the only country we allowed to go through with their pipeline. What a joke. What a joke. Come on, people. What is going on here? So we're going to take a quick break. And coming up, we're going to talk about the propaganda to shove down the throats of the people to willfully accept these things because it's your patriotic duty to accept the fact that they are robbing the America, as you've known, from you blind. And if you don't agree with that, well, then you're just not a good person. Stick around. Quick break. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us on this episode of RWT, March 10th. We are talking about the fact that 
everything you see is a staged show. It literally is. We're not taking sides like the actors that you see on CNN and on Fox. Oh, this is the boogeyman, and we're fighting this, and we're going to wear Ukrainian flag pins. It's like, come on, people. (laughs) It's all a show. And I love the main characters in this show. I love the Kamala Harris's of the world, okay? So you got Joe Biden, who is a clueless demented, dementia-ridden patient who gets up there, reads the teleprompter, squints and says, quote-unquote, Putin is invading Russia. How could you fundamentally say that? But wait, it gets even better. You have Kamala Harris, the number two, who I've always said is the ultimate political chameleon. She is the perfect person to be installed because she is beyond reproach because of her identity politic checkboxes. And she is now the face the spokesperson for ushering in, I've always said it on this show, the only thing that is worse than the COVID narrative is the fact that climate change is the boogeyman, right? Climate change. We need to do it all in the name of climate change. Listen, it's really, really cold this morning. I'm freezing my ass off. We could use a little bit of that global warming here because it's March in New York and it's freezing cold. But They went global warming. They said New York would be underwater by the 2000s. It never happened. Now it's climate change. And now everything we need to do is in the name of climate change. And I love when these brain dead urban liberals say, oh, my God, we need to pay more money. We need to do more because of climate change. It's my moral superiority to care about the climate change. Is there any evidence of anything that the temperature isn't just cyclical and that there's a climate change or that we should destroy our economy and destroy our livelihoods in the name of climate change. Kamala Harris wants you to know that in the midst of all of this, she's not worried about the conflict. She's not worried about people paying more money for stuff. She's not worried about people going bankrupt and not being able to get their small businesses back that were forcefully shut down on them. No, 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 no. Climate change. Frankie, roll the clip. The future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. (laughs) She's so happy when she says Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make this possible. I get stupider every time I hear it. Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging. Stop. All right. This is so Pete Buttigieg, he literally is doing two things. He's putting the speed trap cameras in, okay? Massive tax on the middle class, okay? He's letting you know, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have zero car fatalities. That was Pete Buttigieg. That's the that's the adults in the room. Zero. We want to imagine a world with zero car fatalities. No. So therefore, we're gonna put in speed trap cameras to absolutely fuck you and take all this money from you if you go nine miles an hour over the speed limit because we want zero deaths. And then also, we don't want the big bad climate change to destroy the world in the next two hundred years. So. In the midst of a crisis where people cannot get goods in their stores, where gas prices are shooting up, where the goods of everything is 300%. Hmm, 
Let's put billions of dollars into the electric vehicle lobby, which is not green, by the way, because look how they look how they produce the electric vehicles. Look where the batteries go. Okay, it's zero for the environment. It's a scam, such a scam. But the people go along with it. And they tell you this is the moral thing to do, that if you are not on board with this, now that they're squeezing you and breaking you and bringing you to your knees with the gas prices, the only solution is not for us to fix our energy problem and become energy independent. No, 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 no. It is to buy in to the massive hardships that the government is going to create for your own good, for your own good. Don't believe me? Listen to them trot out their propaganda troll who does it under the guise of comedy. Mr. Stephen Colbert tell you that actually you're a bad person if you don't want to go along with this. And it's funny. We're going to make fun of you if you don't. What the hell is this? Roll the clip, Frankie. Invasion, oil prices have skyrocketed. Today, the average gas price in America hit an all-time record high of over $4 per gallon. Okay. That stings, but a clean conscience is worth a buck or two. Oh, my God. I'm willing to pay. Oh, my. No! Let it go. It's important. It's important. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. Get out of here, Colbert! Oh my God, I'm willing to pay an extra $2 as I make my millions of dollars. And people, listen to that and clap like seals. No way. First of all, it's fake applause because nobody would react like that. Because anybody out there who's paying 200% more for their stuff. And the gas prices now is quadruple, quintuple. I don't know if that's a thing. Those people are, oh, clap, clap, clap. I'm doing the morally right thing. Because we're stopping Russia. This is what needs to be done to squeeze out big bad Putin. Or maybe they're squeezing out you, the American people. Maybe they're squeezing out you. And then these people go on TV and this is the cool thing to do. Just like wearing the masks. Oh, this is the right thing to do. Culture, this is doing your part. Oh, I'm doing my part. It's almost like they recycle the playbook on you people. My God. And then he throws in the line because he can't help himself, Frankie. Oh, well, I drive a Tesla, so I'm willing to pay $15 a gallon. Yeah. What about the people who can't afford a yeah. $80,000 Tesla? Yeah. It's insane. Like, and the amount of people that watch his show, like, and the demographic, it's like you're just such a, you're, you're clueless. It's clueless. It's staged. It's coordinated. That's the biggest thing. It's coordinated because they put him out there to be the entertainment arm of the propaganda. So you got the news arm, fake news arm, and then you get the propaganda arm. Colbert trying to be funny when he lacks it completely. He was funny before he was paid by the CIA. He used before, to be funny. <laughs> he was paid by, absolutely true. Because he got on. He got on. He went from uh, Comedy Central, right? Yep. To late night uh, network television. And he he totally changed. Yeah, like even know? conservatives could could enjoy watching. I, him. I used to think he was decently funny, and it's funny because it was him and uh, who was that other guy? Who Stewart? Oh. Right, John Stewart. Oh, the worst. I mean, he, he's still around, but he's actually gotten better. He's gotten considering better because the left is going so but far left. But at least my thing with Stewart is like, at least he thinks for himself. Like, I don't like the guy, but like, he's not saying he would never. Stewart wouldn't say something like that. Yes, and you know, Stewart's not paid by by big pharma because Correct. he's always talking about the the vax shit. Like, so it's like it's like the the le there is okay, there are liberals out there, and then there are paid actors. That's the differentiator here. So now your liberal beliefs are agreeing with the beliefs of. 
paid actors. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Wow, this is the moral thing to do. Joe Biden is fighting against this genocide. Oh, it's so bad. And again, we're showing the propaganda on both sides have no serious hard evidence either direction from the mainstream media. Shame on the mainstream media for that. So here's Joe Biden letting us know that he's doing the right thing for the world. Frankie, roll the clip. I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That means Russian oil will no longer be acceptable at U.S. ports, and the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. What is worse? A powerful blow to Putin's war machine and a conflict that we have no interest in between two bad countries? Or people having to pay more money at the pump and literally breaking the bank because now to fill up gas is literally triple. They have to work longer hours away from their family, buy less things, pay more money to get to work, to get home, to live, to heat their homes, to buy their groceries. But people, relax. This is the right thing. We're stopping Putin's war machine, a war machine that we haven't been able to to put anything concrete out there on. But you just listen to Joe Biden. He's totally honest about it. We're stopping Putin's war machine. I don't know. To me, I think keeping people living a good American free lifestyle is more important than stopping the quote-unquote war machine of Putin. Give me a break. America first. America first. What you just heard there by Joe Biden is Ukraine first. It is globalists first. It is EU first. And then Joe Biden says it. Colbert tries to do the guilt trip, little haha comedy bullshit. And then you have CNN talk about paid actors by the CIA. CNN now is letting you know how the people really feel. How is this not comedy? How is this not the comedy? Roll the clip, Frankie. Moving to over the last couple weeks, they're okay paying higher prices <laughs> if it means news. holding Russia accountable for what they are doing in Ukraine. But these prices are likely going to creep higher, Kate. We'll see how they feel in the next week or so. People, we- <laughs> Get oh, out of here. Breaking, breaking news from CNN. More people are happy with paying this gas price because all oh, the everyday people in America who are just trying to get their livelihoods are good with it because they feel morally superior than doing the right thing. Absolutely not. You know what most people think, Frankie? Most people think, I don't know anything about this conflict. I'm just trying to stay alive. I'm just trying to get the masks off my kids in school and take them to their sports and work my job and pay my bills and live my life and go to church and go to restaurants and get together with my community and my friends. That's what people care about advancing their own livelihoods, their investments, their happiness, their health, their fitness. People don't give a shit about protecting a border in a country that 90% of the USA doesn't care to find on a map. But breaking news from reliable CNN, the most trusted voice in news, people are okay with this. They tell you that with a straight face. Frank, you think anybody would, I would rather not pay, 
I would rather not pay one penny more for gas if it means sending soldiers and getting mixed up in this conflict because it's the moral thing to do. It's like, I don't give a shit. I think most people don't give a shit. And if we just had peace through strength, if we just had a president who put out a 140-character tweet that restored order just like the way that uh, Trump said the thing to John Daly, nothing would have went up in price. 140-character tweet is free, and it would have prevented any of this from happening. But people are so stupid and so manipulatable that they voted for this. Again, not 81 million people, but people did vote for this. You all know people who voted for this, who buys into the propaganda. But Joe Biden wants you to know that despite all this, the USA is not holding itself back. This is just the factor of the world, people. This is how stupid they think you are. Frankie, roll the clip. Look, let me be clear about uh, two other points. First, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Oh, yeah? That's simply not true. Even amid the pandemic, companies in the United States pumped more oil during my first year in office than they did during my predecessor's first year. We're approaching a record levels of oil and gas production in the United States, and we're on track to set a record oil production next year. Oh, yeah, definitely, in the Joe. States, definitely. 90%. Let me be clear. I love when he says that. There you go. All right. So there you go. Joe Biden is letting it be clear. You know what's clear to me? That on January 20th, Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline on day one to appease the Green Lobby. This fictitious green lobby of people who make money, people who have this slush fund, politicians who vote for the Joe Biden infrastructure bill, which is 89% Green New Deal slush fund. And then they tell you this is the moral thing to do. And then Joe Biden says he's not doing anything to prevent the USA from having their energy be in the best position possible. Says that with a straight face as we spend trillions of dollars on the green lobby to study tree equity and all these carbon emission studies. It's insane. I have a bonus for you. Yes, Frankie. I have a, I have a bonus clip for you. Oh, yeah? Just maybe uh, this might you know, give a little evidence to who writes uh, Biden's speeches. All right, roll the clip. So let me be clear. So to the Iraqi people. Let me be clear about America's intentions. <laughs> Let me be clear. That's so funny. <laughs> Let me be clear. Uh, and it really is. Well, you know why it is, Frankie? It's because, uh, I don't know, Barack Hussein is pulling the strings of this thing the whole time. I think so. <laughs> and his people, Susan Rice, Susan Rice, Barack Hussein, all the other people in there, all the deep state actors that are the Biden administration folks. Let me be clear. Joe Biden is a plant of Barack Hussein and continuing to carry out what Barack Hussein started and the people revolted against and put it and, and elected Donald Trump and put the kibosh on this and the deep state said we can never let this happen again. We will never let President Trump win another term. And that is why they did what they did. That is why COVID happened. That is why they unilaterally changed the election laws in the state governments which is unconstitutional on its face, period, end of discussion. That invalidates everything anywhere. And that's a fact. It's not conspiracy. It's literally the law of the land of the Constitution. But the Green New Deal that politicians on the right and left tell you is a good thing when they vote for the infrastructure bill and all this other bullshit and talk about climate change because that's the guilt trip that the media loves to shove down your throat. BLM, Ukraine, climate change. 
right? Hmm, interesting. All props and tools of the left. But this is how they remake the country in their image. This is how you do it. We always talk about on the show how they want to fundamentally change America because they do not believe in the Constitution. They do not believe in the freedoms. They want to be more like the rest of the world, okay? And over time, they've chipped away at it. And now they are coming after people and making us more like these autocratic authoritarian countries, as they call Donald Trump the authoritarian, they are cracking down on people's freedoms. Let's talk about currency. Again, social credit system, bank monitoring, all the things that go on in, I don't know, China. It's coming to the United States. It's coming to European countries. Rollers, this is about cryptocurrency, okay? They're talking about cryptocurrency and the threat of cryptocurrency. Rollers, they're so focused on the fact that people can do things freely. This is Senator Menendez, who literally... Uh, got off of flying down to a pedophile island and having sexual relations with 14-year-olds. This man is still the moral superiority on the left. That's how fake and BS this is. And shame on everybody for not voting him out for that. Roll this clip, Frankie. This is Bob Menendez. About cryptocurrency. Because we are sanctioning all of the traditional financial and banking systems. But cryptocurrency is an opportunity for Russian oligarchs and others uh, to move in a different direction. Are we having our, our Treasury Department and others think about how we deal with that challenge? Mr. Chairman, we are. Uh, in fact, we have in the past, as you know, drained uh, designated hacker wallets from Russia. We have other authorities that allow us to go after crypto. Not only are we looking at it ourselves, we are consulting with our European allies and partners on how we might do more together to close down this dangerous spigot of revenue. Dangerous Wonder spigot of revenue. You hear that? It's always the, uh, it's always the, um, we need to do this for this reason. And it's then dangerous. they expand it. They take, they take, they take, and they never give it back. So when they're saying we need to crack down on cryptocurrencies and the way people spend money without us knowing, we're going to get to that in a second. They start it with Russia. And then they say there are disinformationists in the United States because we say so. And then we're going to go crack down on them next. You don't believe me? Watch this clip. This guy is really fat. Roll the clip. Analysis on CBDC in particular for the use of general to the general use. Uh, we tend to establish the equivalence with cash. Uh, and there is a huge difference there. Uh, for example, in cash, uh, we don't know, for example, who's using a $100 bill today. We don't know who is using a 1,000 peso bill today. Uh, a key difference in, with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability. And also, we will have the technology to enforce that. Those, are, those two issues are extremely important, and that makes a huge difference with respect to what, she, to what cash is. To uh, what cash is. To what cash is. You hear that? Sounds a little bit like the Chinese social credit system. First of all, that guy says, oh, we need to have absolute control of the banking system. That guy doesn't even have absolute control over his own life. Look at him, he's 600 pounds. But these are the miserable shills that they trot out to talk about these things. Oh, we don't have control over the banking system. It's dangerous. 
We need to do it like China. So we need to vaccinate everybody, get everybody's records, have the government fund a federal vaccine database, which they did, HR 550. And now we need to go after cryptocurrencies because it circumvents the government, allows people to spend money freely, and then have that fat tubalard get up there on the globalist puppet stage and say, oh, no, we need absolute control over the way that people spend money. We need to reimagine the way that people spend money because they can spend money for dangerous things. That's what they are rolling out. Can't you see how it all is connected? And then you have the badass woman that MSNBC and CNN calls Nancy Pelosi tell you, no, 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 no. Everything you've seen here in this show, it's all fine. It's all great. Nancy Pelosi to round us on Frankie, roll this clip of the fearless leader on the left. President. This Joe Biden, this president with justice, environmental justice, economic justice, so much has been accomplished. And justice, environmental justice, economic justice. They want you to believe that this is justice. It's all for the moral good. And if you don't believe in that, well, then you are morally racist. You are morally a bigot. You are morally void of emotion. This is what they tell you. This is how they manipulate you. This is propaganda. It's all propaganda. We're showing in this episode of Red, White, and Truth how simultaneously the plague is over, COVID's over, the restrictions are lifted, and then they start World War III. All nice buttoned up like a movie script. Guess what, people? Life isn't a movie script. It's life. And these things don't happen like this for no reason. And people need to call it out, wake the hell up, get involved in who they're actually voting for from the local levels on up and take a stand. It's crazy. Crazy. What an episode of the show. I'm glad we're back. Frankie, we, uh, you know, we had the bye week last week, but we are back kicking in full steam. I thought this was a good episode, huh? I mean, the people, uh, yeah, the people, uh, the people needed this one. A lot of good, a lot of good likes, a lot of good comments. We got a lot of people here who are tuning in. We're going to put this episode all over the place and we appreciate everybody for tuning into this show. I am fired up. I hope you are too. like share this stream with a friend because the things that we're showing in this episode, obviously we make light of it all and all that, but it is fucking scary. And we see the politicians, again, the politicians that we like, these big, smart, brilliant people, aren't doing anything about it. Why? Because they're in on it, people. They are in on it. So do something about it and take a stand and spread the information. The information is power. It's a great episode of Red, White, and Truth. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, and we will see you next week.